turnout. And we thank you for all those who are online today. We love you. We're glad that you're home, that you're safe. We can't wait to see you again. I just want to do a little announcement a little bit. You guys may be seated at this moment. I was uh, talking with Tris. A lot of you guys know last week, Pastor Jared, uh, we did a little video of what Trissa was doing. And I want to thank everybody for all those who gave last week. She had a, a goal that she had to raise of $8,000. And I want to tell you that because of your generous giving, we were able to reach that goal. And so she's actually going on to the third phase and now trying to raise for that final phase. So I give, thank you guys for all that you give. And we talked about it a little bit that she started doing this project, Believing by Faith, to get it done. And she talked to Pastor Steve, Grandpa, on the phone. They have a Zoom meeting that they, they talk to people all around the, the world, different missionaries. And she was saying, man, I, maybe I need to cut back on some of my projects. Maybe, you know, get smaller doors or, or maybe not buy doors. How can I cut back on the budget? And Pastor Steve says, well, I've always believed by faith. And you have to trust God during these times when you feel like it's impossible. Because then we know that God was responsible for it. Amen. So I just want to thank you. If you guys follow her on, on Facebook, it's also an awesome thing to see the progress that they've made in 20 days. They're already moving to the second story where the church service will be. So it's kind of cool to see that how much progress has been made with just concrete and handworking. I was over there seeing videos where they were picking at the holes to do the foundations and the footings. And it was, they were using bamboo with some kind of spike on the end of it. And it was amazing all the handwork that they're doing there. And she was saying, Dad, I wish you were here because they don't think Americans can work very hard. And so I said, she's like, I would like to see you here. I said, well, I'd probably lose a lot of weight if I was over there. Just the kind of amount of sweating I would do on that site. But I thought if I had to go there, I'd have to quarantine myself to the job site. What they did was one of the first weeks they, they were there, they built a barracks so that they could protect all the lumber and all the equipment that comes over there to make sure that nothing gets stolen on the property. So it's kind of cool to see them building these barracks first so they can sleep and be in a situation where the rain won't affect them and that kind of stuff. And so it's just really cool. But thank you guys all for being part of that. Today's message, God really spoke to me. I've been speaking a lot on fear, mostly because God really shared with me that even with my children, that the one thing that I wanted them to know is not to fear anything because God is with you. And the fear message I believe stops us from really, if we don't give into that fear, we can do almost anything. Nothing's impossible with God. But when you're following fear, a lot of times it freezes us and makes us cautious before we make a step. We almost think twice before we do something. We think twice before we do something that God instructs us to do. And then also I spoke about the love of Christ. During this time, one thing we need to know is how we need to love people during these tough times. And I think Pastor Jared has a great message that he's going to be sharing uh, with a series starting next week called Bad Blood. So if some of you guys are excited about that, I'm sure you saw the graphics, the blue and the red, Bad Blood. He's got a lot of good stories. And we got some, a guest speaker going to be speaking during those, that series, so I'm looking forward to what God's going to do during that time. But today, I've struggled during some of this time with COVID. There's been some things that have happened that... I wasn't ever doubting God could take care of my family, but I was starting to feel the pressure of taking care of everything else that I have responsibility for. And when you started seeing that a lot of people were losing their jobs, and we had to shut down the daycare, some of the financial support that we have here, 
And how was I going to pay 40-some employees during that COVID time when they would only allow 10 people in the building? And we had to continue to trust God. And Missy's like, what's, you know, what's wrong with you, Jake? I uh, have never seen you like this. You really don't stress. And that's not my nature is really to be stressed. And I was saying to Missy, well, I'm not really stressed over what's going through us. God has been blessing us during this whole time. But I'm feeling the pressure of the people who are looking to us as a church to support them. And I really feel like the church in this time, if anybody, should believe that God can get us through this. And so I wanted to be a witness to the staff members on how we can get through this time, even though it seems bleak, even though it seems like there's a lot of challenges. And what was happening was that I would get up in the middle of the night and say, okay, how are we going to pay these bills? You know, payroll is quite expensive. And then we heard about the PPP to try to help some people. But the problem with that is that you never knew what was going to happen. There's always like fill out paperwork and then you wouldn't hear from somebody for a week. And then, so now we're getting into it where we're dipping into savings and kind of starting to whittle down the money that we had saved up, spent years saving up. And what I love about God is he always comes through, amen? So during that time, he came through during that time and helped us get the PPP. But not only that, he helped our business recover pretty rapidly. So right now I can say to you guys today, even with all this that's going on, we're doing very well in the daycare. I still believe that through the numbers, we'll still have one of our top five years that we've ever had in the history. And that's even with having those lost months in the heat of that. So we just got to give God praise for that today. Amen. The thing about God is that he wants us to trust him. You know, he wants us to trust that he will always come through. So he was using those circumstances to promote his ability to take care of his children. What I love about God is that sometimes he uses opportunities that seem very short and shallow to us is really no big deal to him. And what I'm saying with that is that some of these problems that we would normally think that are not that big of a deal, we actually are affected by it because this COVID has amped it up. You know, we hear all the news. It's got to a point where, truth be telling, is I, I've, not that I'm affected by it generally, but I don't even watch the news as much anymore. I go about my, my plan every day doing the things like God is taking care of us. And so a lot of the things that we slowed down were some of the remodeling that we were doing in the building, and I talked to some of the people in the church, and we, he, they said, if, are you going to still keep doing that? Well, I'm here to tell you that we're still going forward with all the stuff that God had told us to do for this year. And we're going to believe God that God's going to take care of us. Just as my daughter was believing God in the Philippines, how am I going to come up with this money? And $8,000 seems to be insurmountable for her, maybe not for other, everybody, but for her over there, that was insurmountable for her. And how God came to her and get blessed her at the very last minute. So she's now able to keep that project going on. But we're able to keep our projects going on here, amen? So today's message is on God's favor. And the reason why God was showing me to say this is because God's favor will help you even during the downtimes. So I want to kind of get some scriptural basis to this. And the first scripture that I'm just going to say here is in Proverbs 22. It says, favor is better than silver or gold. So a lot of times the world works on financial basis. So they think money runs everything. But we know according to God's kingdom, money doesn't run anything. God runs everything. Amen. Money is just a tool. 
Gold and silver is just a tool. So God's favor is way more valuable than any money will ever be. So in Psalms 84, 11, it says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. So he's saying that he is there to give us life, but he's also the shield to protect us from anything that will come against us. And the Lord bestows favor and honor. And bestows, you can look at it as God gives it to us as a present, favor and honor. Or it's a gift. It's a right that we have as a child of God to have his favor and his honor upon us. And no good thing does he withheld from those who walk is blameless. Another, ver uh, another uh, verse, uh, uh, translation, it says, do what is right. So he will not hold it from us as long as we do what is right. And what we do that is right is that we are obedient to the word of God. When the voice of God tells us to do something, we act on it and say, yes, I will do that. We had a brother last week says, we woke up that morning and they had been quarantining and just kind of staying out of the public eye, not that they had any cases, but they said, God set up for, told for us to get up this morning and go to church. And we got up immediately and went without interpretation, without fear. Well, that sometimes God gives us instructions. We need to do it and be obedient as he instructs us to do. And then in Psalms 90, 17, it says, And let the gracious favor of our Lord God be on us. Confirm and establish the work of our hands. Establish means... He wants to have it a permanent basis. So when we put our hands to work and God has given us favor, that he wants it to be a permanent solution, not just a temporary one. How many times you've done something temporary? And it's frustrating to go back. My wife and I, when we were building the house, I put countertops in there that were less than what she would like in the house that we were building. And I was saying, well, we can do this for a couple hundred dollars. But here you have this nice house, but you have these $200 countertops. And she's like saying, why are we going to do it twice? And that's what God's saying to us. Why do you have to do things twice? I'm going to give you the best plan of action for you to take, and you only have to do it once. It'll be a permanent solution. In NLT it says, he will make our efforts successful. So if we are in God's favor and we're being obedient to him, that everything we do will have success. And the last verse, which is the most important one, Proverbs 18, 22, find a good spouse and you find a good life. And even more, the favor of God. I had to put that one in just for a disclaimer. It says you find a good wife, you find a good life. Keep your wife happy, right? And then it's, I love how God even puts this, even more, the favor of God. Praise God for that. So what God has for your future can't be accomplished on your own. Places he's going to take you, you can't get there by yourself. There are going to be obstacles, too big, dreams that seem too impossible. You're going to need the assistance to where you're going. If you're doing something that God is directing, you can't do it by yourself. Like we can, a man can think of things or a woman can think of things a person can think of things that they can accomplish but it'll always be less than what God has for your life because God designed us to work with him so the only way we can do something is if we're with God hand in hand and being in the favor of God the good news is God has something on you something that will give you an advantage something that will open doors that you can't open something that will make 
you stand out in the crowd. It's called favor. And I love this. When you think about favor, what God is doing, he's endorsing you. He's saying, this is my child. This is the person that I'm marking with my favor. He's endorsing you. He's saying that wherever you go, wherever you place your feet, you will have, right? So I look about this, these things that have happened in our lives. I still remember the favor of God on Pastor Steve's life when he marched around this land. You guys have heard me say it in a time where we've talked about it when we had our anniversary Sundays, but this year we didn't really have that. But I think it's important to know that favor of God was on this place from the very beginning. Some of you guys have been around long enough to see those things. We started out with, there was nobody in the congregation with money to buy the land. And we went before the city of Verona Township, and they said you could not buy five acres, that we're saying no to it. So we saw that there was a law that if we bought more than, what, 10? More than, we, we had to buy 15 acres that they couldn't say anything. So we bought 15 acres. We're like, well, how, we didn't have money for five. How do we have money for 15? But Pastor Steve felt that God had told him to do this. And he went forth, forth believing, being obedient to God, and knowing that he's walking in God's favor, and they marched around this land. And believing God that wherever I put my feet will be ours. So then, we get past the city approval, now we have to build this building. And this land costs us $90,000. Can you imagine that? A lot today will cost you sixty to 70000 for a house. So 15 acres, $90,000. But we have no money, no collateral. How do you go to a bank and say we want to build something that's going to be several hundred thousand, maybe even a million dollars? They pretty much would laugh at you. Well, God gave Pastor Steve and the church favor to when they went to the farmer, he says, I'll tell you what, I'll give you the five acres that you can use as collateral, and the loan will be, the $90,000 loan will be on the 10 acres. So we're able to have favor with the farmer who wanted to see this church put in place. So what happens with favor is that the, what's seemingly impossible can be possible with God's favor. And you can imagine how bleak it looked. This place was a farmer's field. You guys see all the houses around here. This was a farmer's field. Had more manure on this field than anything. I mean, for years, there was a goat farm across the street, a little bit beyond Chavez, that we would send the kids over when we had the daycare to go visit the goats. So this is a farmer's field. Almost seemingly, what are you guys doing here? What are you building this for? But trusting God, being obedient to God, God gave us his favor during that time. And you can see now, and then you guys, a lot of you have heard about it this last year, was we were able to, after building on this property and having a massive debt, we were able to pay off all the mortgages last year just before this COVID hit. I believe that's God. Without God's favor, we couldn't have done it. In, on paper, the amount of money that we've produced to the value of this land, any business person would love to have those kind of returns. But God did it because he knew that we were obedient to him and that we trusted and had faith to trust that God's favor would be upon us. So it happens over and over again. So he wants to endorse us, to bring to a prominence. In other words, God has designed us for a greater and a particular purpose. God, with his favor upon you, will have you do something that's greater than you could have done yourself for a particular purpose. 
So what I'm saying here today is that you are somebody special to God. For you to understand and receive God's favor, you have to know that God values you as someone special to Him. Not special because of anything I've done or anything that Pastor Steve did, but I'm and I'm not special because Jake and Jesus both begin with the letter J. You like that one, Holly? You probably, I probably would say that on a normal basis, right? I'm special because God thinks so. You're special because God thinks you're special. You are special because he was willing to send heaven's best to, re to redeem our lives. His son, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I recently got a t-shirt that came in the mail. I just couldn't get it to fit in my outfit today. But it was, uh, I'm a whosoever. We have to know that who we are in Christ, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'd like you guys to repeat this one line after me. I must be special to God. If you believe that, you will start seeing God's favor on your life day in and day out, even though we're going through tough times, even though it feels like, man, I'm exhausted dealing with all this chaos. But because God views you as special, he's going to take care of you through this time. I believe the church can grow spiritually and can learn new ways to reach people for the kingdom of God during this time. I think of this test as being an area that we can have a testimony of what God will do in the body of Christ. The week first, when we come back, that this church, other churches will grow and the kingdom of God will grow during this time. We're learning how to reach people in a better way through media, through contacting people in different forms and formats, through Zoom. We're learning how we can reach people for the kingdom of God. This is a way you can reach the ends of the world. Everybody has a cell phone. They might not be able to drive to church if they live more than an hour away, but they can still watch what the word of God is being preached in the church. Amen? You are special to God. In the mind of God, you are his one most prized creations. Of all the things that God has created, the moon, the stars, the sun, the world, the universe, the heavens, all of God's handiwork, you are his most prized creation. Everything that he's created, he was most excited about was us. The word of God says that he, we are made in his image. So he loved us so much that he wanted to create us in his image. Favor will cause good breaks to come to you. Favor will take you from the background to the foreground. He'll take you from the front of the class and he'll raise you up and say, this is the favor of God in my life. He wants you to go through these moments in life and when he gives you favor and good things happen, he knows that God's going to be glorified during that time. Because you can look at yourself and what you did and I did nothing. Pastor Steve did nothing. I mean, he probably got some exercise marching around the land but really all he was is obedient to what God was doing. And you, and you know that over time that you've been here, you've heard a lot of stories about how God's favor came upon us. Jake, go and do this. And I'd show up and I'd have to say nothing and God would accomplish it. He does that to you on a daily basis. He gives you direction so you can be in the favor of God. I've heard it said 
One touch of favor is worth more than a lifetime of labor. One touch of favor is worth more than a lifetime of favor. Just one good break, one phone call, a meeting one person will catapult you to a new level. And when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about a show called Shark Tank. And there's a, all these guys, these, these millionaires and billionaires that people go and pitch their ideas to. And they have really only a few minutes, and I don't know if you know my background, but in my mind, I, I feel like I have all these inventive ideas. You know, not necessarily the original idea, but I feel like more like DuPont. DuPont says that we don't make the product, but we make it better. How can I take a product and, 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 and make it much stronger or much more valuable? And these guys have this few minutes to really pr uh, produce and show that they can have a product that's worth financially. And what's kind of cool about this idea is that they come out of there and they have favor with one of the judges or one of the, 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 the rich people there that are going to invest in they're one of the investors, they can walk out with a million dollar business deal. And not only that, they get a lot of, of uh, showtime on TV where people start calling it. I'm, I'm, I've been one of those guys. As soon as they're done pitching it, I would dial up my phone and look and say, hey, do you have any of this product around? And I bought a couple for Christmas for some of our family members. So I'm going to tell you the two top. The two top big business deals that they made by someone going in there with no money, flat broke, and in a matter of a couple minutes, were able to have a million dollar business deal. So number two, best deal that they've ever done in history, the Squatty Potty. I didn't mean to call it number two, but it was number two. <laughs> but the Squatty Potty, I can tell you, is that I've got it for certain family members for Christmas. And not saying anything out loud, but there's a couple in this place that have gotten one. You can guess that and ask them later about that one here. And I asked them recently, have you been using it? Yes, I use it all the time. And this person that came in there and pitched this idea, now they've sold $33 million worth. That's favor with someone who can make a difference. One phone call, one meeting. And number one was the scrub daddy. So it's basically a sponge with a smiley face on it. So I'm not sure if there's a secret meeting trying to get husbands to start scrubbing dishes or something, but I'm not quite ready. But that one created $50 million. And it's just a piece of foam. And what's funny is that I was going to bring it, and I found it sitting in my, on my sink yesterday. I'm thinking, oh, I should have brought that to show you guys. But it's just a simple little thing. I bet you it costs less than, you know, 10 cents to make. And yet this person has made $50 million off that idea. So I can say to you guys, be ready for God's favor. He's ready to do something unusual, something that you haven't seen before. Good breaks that you didn't deserve and you can't explain it. You can't take credit for it because it's God's favor. So one of my points that I wanted to make today is it's not what you have, it's who you have that makes all the difference. It's not what you have, but who you have, that makes all the difference. So we are children of God. We have God on our side. There's no greater asset, no greater person that can help us than God. Amen? God is going to make things happen so big, so amazing, that people will know it couldn't have been you. 
I'm claiming this over your life today. The medical report said you were done. People will question, how did you get well? God did it. He endorsed it. Amen? A lot of you guys are dealing with those issues today. Health concerns, health challenges. But God can endorse it and change what seems impossible and change those results. His favor caused you to overcome what looked impossible. How did, business, how did your business get so successful? How did the daycare, how did these things start producing the amount of money that we're producing? How did we get so far ahead? Well, God did it. He endorsed it. I take no credit for it whatsoever. I couldn't be anything without God. Every good thing that happens in my life is because of God. I give God credit for all the good that happens in my life. Anything that bad happens, I guess I have to blame myself, right? I know Satan comes to try to attack and kill, steal, and destroy, but we know that if I'm listening to the voice of God, I'm going to be where I need to be so I can not only be protected, but I can have the favor of God. He showed his favor so many people would know, so people would know that you belong to him. And I looked up in the Bible many different places where God had favor with different men and women of the Bible. And so I'm just going to list a few just because I want you guys to see that each one of these people, you hear the stories of them, but we always forget how they had to be favored with God for them to do the amazing things that they did. Because some of the things that they did couldn't have been done by themselves. In Genesis 6, Noah had favor with God. God instructed this guy who couldn't even build anything to build an ark, spent 120 years doing it so they could save mankind. Favor with God. Exodus 33, Moses had favor to lead over what, 3 million people out of the desert, or through the desert, out of the power of the Egyptians, one of the most powerful forces at that time, and lead them away. And God released them. And what's kind of cool about that, it goes back to silver and gold. Most people don't realize that it says in there that God gave favor to the, the children of Israel. And when they left Egypt, not only were they set free, but they said that they had favor with the people of Egypt and they gave them their silver and gold before they left. Something that we forget that happened. So not only were they being set free and they could have the freedom to live the life that they wanted to live, but God also blessed them for all that was stolen from them. In 1 Samuel 2, Samuel had favor with God. In Judges 6, Gideon had favor. Here's Gideon, a small man from a small tribe, they took 300 men and defeated one of the most powerful armies of that time with 300 men without lifting a sword. That's the God's favor. It's nothing that he could have done himself, only what God could do. In Acts, the Word of God, uh, Word of God says that David had favor with God. In Luke 1, Mary, Jesus' mother, had favor with God. And in Luke 2, we know that Jesus had favor with God. That's how he could do so many amazing things when he was on this earth. Even though he was God's son, he was still flesh and blood and had to deal with the same trials and agonies and, and frustrations that we had to deal with. But because he had favor with God, things happened for him. This also happened to Daniel. In Daniel chapter 1, God granted Daniel favor. And here's the thing I learned about this is that God's favor didn't keep Daniel out of trouble. The trouble was a setup for God to endorse Daniel to show Daniel favor. Daniel was a teenager living in a foreign country and the king made a decree that no one could worship any other god except for the king's god. And Daniel refused and was thrown into the hungry lion's den. 
That should have been the end right there. Story's over. The lions couldn't open their mouths because God sent an angel and had favor on Daniel. Favor doesn't keep you out of the lion's den, but favor will keep the lions from harming you. When the king went to check on Daniel the next morning, and when he found out that Daniel was okay, he made a decree and he said, from now on, we are all going to worship the God of Daniel. That's favor. And we could sit there and be skeptical and say, well, you know what, maybe the, the lions weren't hungry that day. And maybe they had, you know, fed something before and it couldn't have happened. But what was strange was that the king then took all the men that were against Daniel and he threw them into the lion's den. And before they hit the ground, before they hit the bottom of the pit, the lions tore those men up, tore them apart. People saw that and they knew that the Lord was on Daniel's side. So it brings me to my next point. People can debate what, they, what you say, but they can't debate what they see. So they, you might be able to say that you're a Christian. You might be able to say you believe a certain way, but when they see you living that life, they can't debate it. So when they see something, when God's doing a miracle in your life and God puts favor upon you and you have good things happening to you because of God, not because of you, they got to say, it's got to be somebody else. Who is that? And you can say, hey, it was God. What a great testimony that is. So I'm here to say today, your time is coming. Favor is on your life. God has already lined up divine connections for you today. Sometimes we think that there's nothing happening. And we get to the point where we get discouraged. We just have to trust God during that discouragement time. That's when we have to praise him. You think about the times Paul was in prison. He was probably discouraged. We always say, oh, he was just always so joyful. No, he was probably in a moment of discouragement, and he had to start praising God during those down times. Well, that's the same thing with us. If we're going through this COVID or these challenges with our job, with our family, or sickness in our family, we have to continue to praise God during that time and trust him. Our praise is saying that we trust God will take care of us. And when we trust God and have faith in him, that brings his favor. But people will come into your life and use their influence to open doors for you. To give you opportunities to push you forward. If I have favor, then why am I having all these difficulties? Having favor doesn't mean you won't have challenges. But favor is what's going to keep these challenges from defeating you. Amen? We don't have to be defeated. I'm going to go over to the story of Joseph. In Genesis, it talks about it. It even says when Joseph was a young child, his father found favor with him. And you, you guys know the story. They put the, the coat of many colors on him. His brothers got very jealous. They threw him into a pit, stripped him of his coat, eventually sold into slavery. And you're saying, well, that, how's that favor? Well, he had favor with his dad, but Joseph never gave up trusting God during that whole time. And you can imagine him going over to Egypt and being treated as a common slave stripped of everything of any value that he had and being sold for gold to Potiphar's house. And the Word of God says that he even found favor in Potiphar's house. But then some unfortunate circumstances happened and he was thrown into prison. And here's this guy in prison and he's not giving up on trusting God. He was only 17 years old at the time that he was sold into slavery. 
a young guy. And he had to trust God even though it looked like it was very bleak. And the Word of God says, I think he spent 13 years in prison waiting for that opportunity. How many of us want to give up after six months of this COVID? I know I was there. I was fed up with it. I was sick of it. And here's Joseph believing God that he will take care of me. One thing I've learned is that you can't keep a favored person down. A favored man, a favored woman, you can't keep them down. God will always bring them to the top. Challenges come to all of us, but favor is why you aren't going to stay down. Favor is why you're going to rise back to the top. Joseph had 13 years in the background being overlooked, mistreated, plenty of lonely nights. I mean, he had nobody, no family, nobody. And he didn't get bitter. He didn't give up. And one day, the Pharaoh had a dream. The Pharaoh was impressed that he made Joseph the prime minister, the second in command after interpreting his dream in all of Egypt. Here's one of the most powerful countries of that day and age, probably equivalent to the United States today. And here he is going from prisoner, from slave to the prime minister. And you can imagine that this only happened, this whole meeting with the Pharaoh probably took one hour. So what he hoped for in 13 years, when he had favor with the Pharaoh, his life was changed in one hour. You don't know what God can do in an hour. He can take years of heartache, years of being overlooked, years of praying, believing, trusting God, and not seeing any good breaks in an hour, not just deliver you, but do something that will catapult you to a new level of your own destiny. How can this happen? With God's favor on your life. My next point is God gives you favor to fulfill your purpose in life. So God is going to give you everything that you need to fulfill what he's called you to do. We say, well, God, what do you have me doing? What am I supposed to be doing right now? And we're trying to search that. Well, the time to, how to find that out is to seek God and his righteousness. And all these things, all these things that we need are going to be added unto us. We need to trust God during the times when we don't know what to do. And what I learned about God is that he will prepare you for what you're going to face in your future. When I went through some tough times, I knew God was preparing me for something bigger. Because how can I do something bigger if I can't even handle the basic stuff coming at me? The basic challenges, the basic trials. He was preparing me for something big. Bigger than what I could ever dream of. Bigger than ever, anything I could ever believe in. But God gave me everything I needed to trust Him. Amen? Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died, and he died for all. Those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. We'll go to verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, and the new is here. And before I say this last verse, it says in 
verse 19 in the Amplified, that God is going to bring restoration of favor with God as we accept him as our personal Savior. So God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And really, the righteousness of God means that we're in right standing with God. Once you know you have right standing with God, you have favor with him. So we understand that we're special to God. We're obedient to his instructions. We understand that we're the righteousness of God. We have right standing with him so we can walk in his favor from this day on. I'm going to finish up right here with my last five points called the five benefits of God's favor. So throughout the scriptures, there's probably more than 10 benefits that happens with God's favor. So these are things that you can start believing God and confessing that he's going to do in your life. Number one, favor produces supernatural increase and promotion. So that means you will have a promotion or you'll have increase in your life at a breakneck speed. That things will happen rapidly, like Joseph. From one day he was a prisoner, a slave, to the second in command of the most powerful country. God will give you opportunities and it will happen in a fast pace. Number two, favor produces restoration of everything that the enemy has stolen from you. And one of the scriptures that I already told you a little bit about was when the Israelite nation was leaving and God says, okay, it's not just good enough that I'm going to let you go. I'm going to give you all the financial means that you can help take care of you guys for years to come. And they left with all the gold and the silver and all the stuff that they gave, fine linen, linens. The scripture talks about how they even clothed their children with some of the best linens that they had of that day as they were leaving Egypt. We always talk about how they just were thankful to leave. But God it does more than just get by. He doesn't want you just to survive. He wants you to thrive. Amen? Number three, favor produces honor when you're in the middle of your enemies or your adversaries, your rivals, your foes. So he produces honor, basically honors you up. You can have enemies that will promote you. You can have people that don't believe that they like you very much, but they will have no other... Um, uh, they can't stop themselves from promoting you because of the favor of God in your life. There's sometimes, we had a guy that was an enemy of the church that didn't want us to build here. And he kept coming up before the city council and saying, don't do it, you don't let him do it. It doesn't look like a church. We don't like the way it looks. All these different things. So every time we kept going for 18 months, no, 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 no. And God said, go and see him. I went over and knocked on his door at his office. Not because I was just like trying to bull my way through it, but I said, I want to know what his problem was, what's going on, and how I can talk to him. So I went in there and spoke with him. He became, from the person who was going against us, to an advisor for our projects from that day on. That's how favor helps you get through situations. It was simply me walking and knocking on the door and talking with him, and it changed everything. Number four, I love this one. Favor produces victories in the middle of great impossibilities. So when you think something's impossible, he's going to give you favor during this time. Right now we're in COVID. There's going to be great victories in the midst of this impossibility situation, this impossible situation that we're going through right now. I believe, and I'm standing in, here before you today to say that you guys watch what's going to, another year is going to happen around here and how God's going to do some amazing things in this church. I believe it in this city. All the crazy stuff that's gone on, that's nothing 
That's God setting us up for our future victory. Amen. And number five, God produces prominence and preferential treatment, meaning he will produce influence and favorable treatment in your life today. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, I come before you and I'm so thankful that you are a good God and that I am someone special to you. That you love me just to where I'm at, but you have so much more than just getting me through this next few months. You want me to not just survive, you want me to thrive during this time. And God, I claim that, that we have victory in Jesus' name during this time. I claim that we have, we're going to go from victory to victory during this downtime. That we are going to prosper in our health, in our wealth, in our relationships, in everything that we do, we're going to prosper because you are with us. Your favor goes before us. We claim this in Jesus' name. I just want you to declare something with me as I'm ending. Repeat after me, please. I am somebody special to God. I am in right standing with God because of Jesus and His sacrifice. I have faith in God. I have favor with God. And great victories are on their way. In Jesus' name, amen.